Hello, I'm Shelly Till. Welcome to the Too Much Grit to Quit podcast, where I speak to some of the greatest athletic minds about overcoming adversity and building your grit muscle. My guest today is a former University of Iowa Hawkeye women's basketball standout at the point guard position where she still is on the charts in terms of statistics. She went on from the University of Iowa to play in the WNBA. She has also played professionally overseas and began her college coaching career uh, shortly after her professional career where she is currently an assistant coach at Rutgers University with her former head coach. See Vivian Stringer. Welcome, Nadine Damone. Nice You're to welcome. see you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so humbled and honored. Thank you so much. Well, it's a it's a thrill for me to have you as a fellow Iowan and a um, lifelong Hawkeye fan. Grew up going to games in Carver Hawkeye Arena, and uh, you know was able to bring my family, my kids, and, and and to come back and watch. And I'm a huge Coach Stringer fan. She was like my idol growing up. So. Um, it's just, it's just really great to connect with you. And I know that the fans in Iowa, um, the Iowa Hawkeye fans, once you're a Hawkeye, you're always a Hawkeye. So they're going to love hearing <laughs> what's up with you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I just been truly blessed It's an honor. Um, every day is an opportunity to get better. So I'm excited, you know, and shoot away. Let's have some fun today. <laughs> right. Well, I'm curious because you're from the Northeast from Connecticut. Yes. What was it when you when you look back on uh, as a high school standout that you were, what was it that drew you to come to the Midwest to the University of Iowa? I think Coach C. Vivian Springer. I mean, that's it. Um, she was everything I wanted to be, you know, in a sense of the people, the strength of excellence, of wisdom, of caring, of developing the true epitome of what you would like to become. And I couldn't get my mom to coach me. So she was the closest thing I could get to, you know, to, do, to coach me in basketball. But I think coach, you know, I think it was about the, it wasn't about the next four years for Coach Stringer. It was about the next 40. Mm. And I needed that because, you know, I came from Bridgeport, Connecticut, of course. Everybody thought I was going to UConn. I came out with a class with Nakeisha Sales, Rita Williams, and at that time, they were on the brink of being like UConn, you know, they were just on the cuff. And honestly, you know, it was UConn, Georgia, and Coach Stringer came into my house. And my grandmother at that time met her and sat down and listened to her. And keep in mind, my grandmother don't speak no English. Mm. And she just felt her and talked to her. And then, you know, Coach even did an excellent job because I, I think the, the honor is that I played for Coach Stringer and I played for Coach Eatman because Coach Eatman recruited me and knew me since I was like in sixth, sixth grade, seventh grade. So he's been part of my journey also. So I just remember when Coach Stringer came to my house, my mother was okay. You know, she was just like, you're going to Connecticut. We're not worrying about this. We're, we're, you're not going far. But my grandmother, in a sense, was like something about her that was just different. Mm -hmm. And my mother felt it the same way. And it wasn't about the four years. It was about the next 40. What is the next 40? And a couple of days later, I'm still with her. So if I trusted when I was 16, I definitely trust her now because she continued to pour into me like no other. And I think that's what makes it exciting, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I love that story. And I think it speaks to, um, you know, there are, there are women all over the country who have had the opportunity 
to be coached by Coach Stringer. And, and you, ha- you all have this sisterhood. Yeah, we do. It's, it's that bond of, and like you said, she's like, uh, she's a coach, but she's also a mother. She's a mentor. Um, and I have to share this story with you because I had a similar experience on a home visit when, mm-hmm. when, when we could, when we did home visits, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> but it's, and I've told Coach Stringer this story, so it's not like, uh, nobody knows it, but she came to my house for a home visit and mind you, you know, she, she's obviously at Iowa at that time. And I would, I just idolized her as a high school athlete who wanted to play college basketball who had no family members that ever even went to college so she comes in and she just has that aura about her yeah. and honestly yeah. I was just like I think my jaw was like this the whole time you know and she just would it didn't matter what she said I was just like staring at her soaking it in right so my mother gives her a a, a glass I don't even know what was in it maybe just water probably with coach Stringer ice water whatever gives her this glass and we have the whole conversation I don't even remember I was just just like, yes, just please pick me. I just want to play for you. <laughs> and it was, she was just, she's just so kind and gentle, right? Yeah. And just so genuine and made such an impression. And when she, so the, the visit gets over and the, this is all I remember actually doing. My mom starts to clean up, you know, and she goes to pick up the glass and I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I grabbed it from my mother took the glass that she drank out of, did not let her wash it and put it in my bedroom and set it on my shelf. Wow. Wow. (laughs) It sounds crazy, but there's a reason for it. And this is why when I speak and I tell people, this is why, because that to me was the symbol that I could do great things. Wow. That this woman who I admired so much and was so larger than life. Yes. Saw me. Mm -hmm. made me feel valued and special and and it made me want to work harder there's Just something like, about it there's yeah. something about her that she like if you have to be motivated don't don't deal with coach but yeah. if you want to be inspired that's what coach does yes i love and, it and that's one thing and you better not tell her your dreams because if you tell her your dreams she's going to push you to those dreams so everything about her was great like she was tough but yet gentle mm-hmm hard but yet soft mm-hmm. she was both worlds that what you need at the same time and like she'll challenge you but yet understands you like meet you where you at mm-hmm. and i think because of those 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 teaching skills she gave us only for one year remember because she left us because she came to Rutgers following right they carried me through life so i you know i, I when i was a head coach at ramlin state university i remember reading her book pushing uh-huh. me through and remembering the moments that she she poured into me uh-huh. for me to be able to pour into another young lady like Shekinah Hill, the young lady from um, from Grambling State University. So it's so crazy because everything she's taught you, like those 55s, if everybody know the infamous 55s, you have to be able to be in shape. You have to be, because it's all so transferable. Because uh-huh. if you could do it there, you definitely could do it in life, you know? And and I think that's what it is. It's not about going pro, like just pro basketball. It's about going pro in life every day. And that's what we talk about with our kids. I'm curious, uh, you know, coming in as a freshman, um, obviously it's a completely different level, a completely different expectation. And as you said yourself, she would inspire you, but she would, she would be hard on you, but knew when to, you know, be gentle. Um, oh, yes. 
tell me about if you can remember a time maybe during that that first year or early on in your career where you were maybe struggling or was there anything that you felt like I can't anytime you felt like I can't do this I want to go home um, I think every freshman in the country feel that their freshman year. Exactly. I think. Exactly. Um, I think. Uh, I, I remember one day in practice. I think she she counts their turnovers, and every turnover was a sprint. And apparently, you know, when you're tired, apparently your your hearing goes. Yes. You can't listen. You go blind. Apparently, you become faint my freshman year, and I'm about to pass out. I'm dying. Oh, no. And so she's counting turnovers because I'm the point guard. So, you know, I'm throwing it because, you know, I'm Nadine Damone. Can't nobody tell me what not I cannot do. But <laughs> I didn't know I had all those turnovers, like 17 turnovers total of practice because I was, you know, trying to be Nadine. She said, well, you got 1755s. Oh, all of a sudden, I can't hear, huh? <laughs> Oh, what you, what you can't, and I'm about to die. So we're running this, right? And she knows I'm I'm dogging it because I'm like, I'm I'm not doing it. I can't. I'm gonna die. 55, so are you serious? Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what? I'm gonna tell you this. And I, you know, this is like I think I ran two, and I, you know, by this time, you think the parent, the parent, the um, the the people, the emergency people are coming to get me. <laughs> and she's like, you know what? Um, I'm falling out. Like, oh Lord, I can't breathe. You know, she's like, you know what? I bet, tell me this, if you could do this next one under 42 seconds, you don't have to do one anymore. You don't have it. You don't got nothing to do. You're done. I'm like, huh? What'd you say? Hello? Is, are you speaking to me? So I knock it out. I'm back. I beat it. And she's looking at me. I said, uh-huh. I thought you was going to die. She said, now, finish. I said, what? I thought you said, no, you have it in you. You have it in you to give. Your mind is the weakest and strongest part of your body. You have it in you. Mm-hmm. You have to hold yourself accountable and hold yourself to standards and nobody else. You have to take yourself there. And of course, I knock it out, got it done. But it was at that moment. I was like, if I could do this, I could do anything. Because I really, at that moment in my life, I thought I was going to break. But she took me to that next level. You know, and that's what she does every day. When I come to work, she she always say, Nadine, don't play checkers with me. Play chess. Ooh. Don't don't talk to me. Now see it two, three te- steps ahead. Yeah. And then talk to me about it. You know? And it's not just about basketball, it's in life too. Right. And right. I think that's what I love about Coach Stringer. Cause she pushes me every day, challenge me every day. And we have such a great staff from Coach Eatman every day that makes me say, wow. And so those people were so impactful on my life when I was 17, because I had a, we had the greatest class ever to this day. I'd say, we tell people all the time, Coach Springer walked away from a championship team. Mm-hmm. Angela Smith yep. at Northwestern, Shannon Perry at UCLA, Tiffany Gooden, one of the top players in the country, yep. Malika Willis at um, Eastern Michigan, that was a Texas Tech. You're talking about seven of the top 10 kids decided to come play for her in Iowa. Yeah. Our freshman year. So, of course, everybody you playing without the ball <laughs> and learning how to put that together. And I think what she done, what she did that, that year with us, and because it was so tough, because that's the year she just lost her husband. Right. I don't know how she was able to coach us and our egos and put us together. And that's, that, I think, I, I believe that's the year we did not go to the Final Four, but we still practice. 
And she pushed us to the next level. And I remember that year was pretty much the foundation of so many things in my life. So I'm so thankful for her. So when she gave me a call, I was like, wow. Coach Stringer, want to call me? And then the way she did it was so, Nadine, how you doing? What's up? See you next week. I was like, okay. <laughs> you mean to come to coach? Yes. Or to okay. come to coach? Really? Yeah. I love, I love that story. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to say no to her. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I'm curious because you, you know, you mentioned um, a wealth of talent in your class oh, at Iowa. Yes. And things are going, you're having, a, you're learning, you're inspired. You guys obviously have the national championship in mind at some point in your future at Iowa. And then that, and then everything happens at Thanksgiving with, with uh, coach's husband and um, just the, the devastation a that she went through. And then I, how did that affect you personally? And how did that affect your team uh, going forward? And then ultimately knowing that she had to make the decision for her family to move on from Iowa. First of all, I don't know how she did it because she, we were seniors when that happened. We were seniors in high school. So I don't know how she was able to get on the road. And you have to credit her assistant coaches for doing what she, they did for her to bring in that kind of class. Mm-hmm. And for her to go to home after home to bring in the class that she did that year, that was unbelievable. Angela Hamlin, you're speaking, you're speaking unbelievable talent. You're talking about, you're, you're looking like the blueprint. Of the 55 is that class, you know, and you're talking about prior to that, you're talking about Tia Jackson, you're talking about Nicole Tunso, Nini. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was just a, she knew the blueprint and for her to be able to recruit that year and come get us and then coaches was phenomenal in her strength. So we understood when she had to make that decision, because at the end of the day, family come first and she had to put Nina in the best situation. Yes. Um, you know, David and Justin, it was just a different environment. I think, you know, you know, I recently lost my mother, so I could only imagine what she was feeling at that time and still came to work every day and and you would not know anything. Mm. So she continued to show strength. So when she decided to move forward, yes, it was hard. It was hurtful. It was like, wow, I came out here for you. But she never, she never, she always said, you know, you play the hand that you're dealt with and you play it to win. And whatever hand that is, you play it and you win. And basically when she, when she told us she had to leave, we all, well, I know she, it was hard on a lot of us. We didn't all receive it well, but we understood at the end of the day, family, mm-hmm. at the end of the day is family and, and family matters and mental health matters and peace matters. And, you know, you could say that now and we knew it then. And so to see her continue to do what she's doing now, she's like one of the pioneers. I mean, think about it. She's one of, she's a legend, an icon. Every day I come to work with icon. Can you believe that? <laughs> no, I think that's amazing. That's why when I was, you know, when I had the opportunity to call Rutgers games, I'm like, I get to interview coach Stringer. I mean, I have a picture sitting in your, uh, the little office off of your or, uh, off the court after a shoot around. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're getting to those shoot arounds in a minute, but okay. just just to have a sit down with her one-on-one, you know, and just pick her brain. To yeah. me, I do that all day long. And the crazy and, part, she doesn't want to talk about basketball. No. She wants to talk about everything else but basketball. So if you ever come up to her talking about, hey, what about that? That's nice. 
but I mean, in the arena, in, the, in between those four lines, she's a different person. Yeah. And that's what I've learned from her also as a coach. And that those four lines, the, the demand, the expectations, what is expected is there between those four lines. But when you walk off, like it's something happens. It's like she transforms from this person to, hey, come here, let me hold your hand. How are you doing? Exactly. Like you were just yelling at didn't you? What <laughs> the ability to trans her her ability to transition is like no other. Yeah. And and and, and all she wants is the best for you. Right. And 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 what I think about is like when I recruit for her, I tell her, I tell everybody this, it's like she has a daughter, Nina, right? Mm-hmm. And she never gets she will never be able to do the things that you know, most parents would love to do with their daughter, walk them down the aisle, dance with them and do everything. So everything she can't give Nina, she gives us every day. Mm. Oh, wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. Like all the things that like, you know, she's because she loved Nina yeah. and she would love for Nina to run and jump and do all these things. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and to do that. And, and, because, and I always say, wow, you, Everything you can't give her, you give us every day. She talks to us. You know, you, you're dating somebody. She knows what you're doing. Who's that boy? Does he want to do something? You, what, what, don't be like she is in like she is in tune, high mm-hmm. alert, because she really truly <clears throat> love her kids. Well, I have she. I have a similar experience with her because, as you you know, my daughter played at Iowa, graduated um, 2016, ended her career on a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, early. In fact, it was February, early, uh, maybe a week ago, um, what, five, five years now. Wow. Anyway, I remember it, she would always ask about my family whenever I saw her, you know, how are your kids? And then I remember telling her that story or me- mentioning that, oh, you know, well, Claire's done. She's not going to play anymore injuries. And she just immediately like went into that concerned compassionate mode and she's like you know what she grabbed my hand you know what that's all right that's she's all grabbing right. yeah when she gets nice. to doing this that, that, that that's that it's something about this right here <laughs> you're all right yeah. she's like that's all right you know what because she made her mark and she did what she was called to do and i mean she had me in tears yeah <laughs> so um i understand that and i didn't even play for her yeah. so she's just genuinely that kind of a person so i'm i'm curious nadine when you have a, a person who means that much to you, a leader in your life, who is directing you, who is guiding you, who is mentoring you, inspiring you. And then she's gone. She's not in your life anymore. She's not coaching you at Iowa. She didn't finish your career with her and you actually went on um, to play. So how was that transition for you? And what were the challenges of not having Coach Stringer around? And then what were the things that you took away that you were able to push through without her? Wow. I think when she made a decision, it was, she had my blessing because mm-hmm. family was big for me. So when she made a decision to come to Rutgers, I knew it was best for her. Right. You know? And so I truly trust her and trust what she was doing at that time. I think some somehow, some, some way a coach can impact a kid's life. It doesn't have to be a, a long period of time. It could just be at that moment, like anything else. And I think what she gave me at that time, at that moment, was needed. Like that was my, her calling for me and her and my for calling for her in my life at that moment. Mm-hmm. 
because it really pushed it really pushed me to the next level mm-hmm. and i think she you know i remember we said she's like you made a commitment to iowa you didn't make a commitment to me and the word commitment was so huge back then you just didn't get up and leave because things changed you worked and you endured and you mm-hmm. pushed through and i think um and I tell people this all the time. I think I had a great class, a great sisterhood. I remember all of us being in the stairwell, the stair hall, the stairwell of Slater Hall, all of us making a decision. Are we going to stay or leave? Mm-hmm. Myself, Tangela Smith, Shannon Perry, Angela Hamlin, Alika Willis. We're just sitting there like freshmen, like, yo, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. We're like, no, we're going we gonna to do this. We got this. We're going to do this and we're going to get this and we're going to go through this and we're going to push through this together. And to this day, we are still tight because the sisterhood and the bond and all those things that she poured into us that freshman year pretty much propelled us to next year. And when you see us and you, and, and you see us together on the road or you see us playing against each other, we can pull those stories. We can pull the moments with Cole Stringer. We can pull the moments that we needed each other. And and it's crazy because when Shannon Perry got married, all of us went to the wedding. <laughs> and we had the picture of us. I have to show you. It's like us as freshmen and then us on the top oh, I love as it. women. And it was really inspiring because Coach was doing it when nobody else was doing it. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted someone like her, you know, to win with us. But we understood at the end of the day, she had to do what she had to do. Yeah. You mentioned um, the word commitment and the transfer situation in current modern day basketball on men, the men's and the women's side. I refer to it, several people do, as an epidemic. Mm-hmm. The numbers are, are huge. And then the conversation goes to kids these days, right? So I'm curious to know your take on kids these days. What is it that you think? Um, is different. And then the other part of that is coach Stringer has been coaching forever, <laughs> like a couple of days <laughs> forever started, you know, made, paved the way for women's basketball. Literally. I mean, people, if you don't know her history, go look it up. I mean, it's yeah. just, you know, we owe, we owe her so much for everything that she did, but then the critics will say she's too old school. It's can't coach that way. And anymore can't do this can't do that she's not gonna last she needs to hang it up these are things that people say Mm -hmm. what do you say to that are you a better mother now now or were you a better mother when you were younger you're a better mother now you only get better as time goes on and that's what coach stringer does Mm -hmm. like i don't think she hears the naysayers because we are who we are Rutgers is not for everybody. Right. But if you look at it, the core values are the same. Mm-hmm. Love, commitment, steadfast, you know, driven, excellence, all those things. If those are what you want, then Rutgers is for you. Co-stringers for you. Are we going to baby you now? But I think it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And, 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 and what she's done and when... And people say about these kids today, coach meets you where you at. Mm. You know, coach, that's why it's so important. And I think that's what I've learned from coach. Coach get people that understand who she is. Like she'll walk into your house. 
And if she don't think she, that you guys are going to be like, she's not feeling your vibe, you say, listen, sweetie, I'm just not for you. Mm-hmm. But it's good, you know, and, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's so crazy because what I really want to say is like, old is new and new is old. You know, and you know, record players are coming back. Vinyl is coming back. <laughs> there's something about that that brings an essence of uniqueness in what it is, and that's what co-stringer is. Mm-hmm. So the naysayers or whatever, she's she, she's 50 years in the game, and these kids come to her office and love her because they know what she means. Like, just because she pushes you doesn't mean she doesn't love you. Right. Love is an action verb, and she does it every day. And she earns the right, she earns, she earns the right, the ability to push you, to be hard on you, to demand excellence from you because you know she cares. Yes. And you're talking about a woman that's seen it all. Oh, yeah. She was doing it when nobody else was doing it. It was her and Coach Washington and had to navigate through some rooms that was probably was not designed for her to be successful in. Mm -hmm. And every day she tells you like, you don't bow to no one. You push yourself, you play that. And this is a woman that, think about all the things she's done. Lost her husband, her daughter is in the situation that she's in right now. That needs 24-hour care. I remember when Justin was in a coma, she lost him. And every day she continues to push. Mm -hmm. Like the strength that she shows daily, you can't match that. Uh-uh. And I, I sound like a like you know a, a groupie when I talk about my coach because I smile about it because every day she pushes me. Yeah. So for all the naysayers and she's old school, it works. Uh-huh. It works for what she does. She has a blueprint. She has her recipe, and she knows what she's looking for when she recruits the kids that she brings in. Uh-huh. And if you don't fit, if you know it says three eggs and you have to be the fourth egg, you're not coming. <laughs> It's just, it just, it just what it is. It's the recipe of success that she's done. And, and she surrounds herself with people that love her and understand her and protect her. And that's what I love about coach. Every day she teaches me. And I think you hit it on on the nail on the head when you said everybody, Rutgers isn't for everybody. Not every school is for everybody. And it's that whole survival of the best fit, not survival of the fittest, survival of the best fit. And, um, you know, I think that we live in a world, right? Social media, 24 seven sports. It's like, what have you done for me lately? And people just look for reasons to cut people down and to find the flaws and the chinks in the armor. And, you know, I don't know that there's anybody who's been battle tested more than coach Stringer. Like you said, all, all the experiences that she has gone through. What is it, if you could say, if you could summarize the impact that she has had on you personally like if if you were not to uh, if if god forbid you didn't work another day at Rutgers with coach Stringer and you you could you, you moved on to the rest of your life what is it that she did for you that you will take with you forever I don't know if there's enough words <laughs> and I know that sounds so cliche-ish and so I think every day Attention to details, uh, the, the attention to detail, relentless. Like, well, I remember we was in Houston and we just lost the game. It was my first year here. It was tough. And I think we were like coming back at one, two o'clock in the morning and I sit right in front of her on the plane. So, you know, you, you're, trying to, you're trying to stay up and be <laughs> hang with her. 
She's yeah. watched the game, breaking the game, writing practice, the details, what was wrong, what wasn't. I've never seen like the the, the, the attention, the, the the attention to detail was important. The relentlessness of get it done, figure it out, play to win, you know, do your best. The word can't do not exist in your vocabulary. The word no just happened not now. It's not where you start, it's where you're going. Mm-hmm. The growth, everlasting growth, like continue to grow every day. I think and 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 to stand firm and strong in what you believe in and fight through it, whether people like it or not, just believe in what you do. I mean, can I the list goes on and on and on. And I think like my mother and my grandmother. She is just, I'm standing on their shoulders because all the things that Coach Springer talks about or become what she is every day is what my mother is, you know, God bless her soul, and my grandmother. Mm. So the constant reminder of all those core values are poured into me every day. So I can only pour it into the next generation. And so when people say, you got to meet these kids and the word commitment, I think you have to meet the kids build relationship, true, genuine relationship and know that those kids care about you. And I think when, once that happened, I think the sky's the limit because we're servants. And that's really what she is. He's a servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you 100% couldn't agree more. I think if, if more coaches, younger coaches, people getting into this profession, wanting to grow and want wanting to be the next Vivian Stringer, although there, there will never be another. Uh, <laughs> it's so, it seems so simple, but it's not easy. And that, that building that relationship component, everybody's like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm build relationships with my kids, but not really, not like that. (laughs) No, coach has an an innate ability to tap into you. And if she finds a weakness, it's crazy. She finds a weakness in you. She'll poke on that weakness all day till that becomes no longer a weakness. Like, you know, all the things that you don't need, like being uncomfortable, comfortable is co-strength. Like all the stuff you don't want to be uncomfortable with, oh, she's going to make you comfortable with. <laughs> so when life happens and people are coming, oh, I've been here. I can live with that. I've been. So it's, it's like these, really these four years, and I know it sounds, I keep saying that these next four years set you up for your next 40. So you become CVS tough. You become life tough. You become ready tough. So when you go to your job, you know that you have to come prepared. If you don't come prepared, you're going to get left. So you, it, be prepared in details and be ready. Be ready for the next question before that person even asks. Hey, listen, you really have that. Mm-hmm. Come prepared in every essence, you know, in your relationships, marriage. How can I make this better? It's mm-hmm. like all the things that she teach you daily transfers here, transfers in life. You said CVS tough. I love that. Yeah. You, get, you know, you got four tough, CVS tough. <laughs> Speaking of CVS tough, I have been at y'all's uh, shoot arounds uh-huh. and I tell everybody all the time, I'm like, those aren't shoot arounds. No, they're that's, practice. that's a practice for everybody else. Yeah. How, how do you keep your athletes engaged that long at a shoot around? That's, you know, because for people that aren't familiar, shoot arounds before games are usually. 45 minutes, come in, run through some drills, go through the scouting report of the other team, do some shooting, huddle, huddle, you're out. Not at Rutgers. No. It is a full on practice. Yeah, full you on. are, you are 
doing the 55 and if you don't do it right, you will continue to do it until you get it right. Yeah, but I think that's what makes her who she is. That's how you get a thousand wins. I think that's when the level of expectation for yourself is there. And that's, shoot arounds for us is the last moment of the last, going through the last part of the details, making sure everything's intact. Because she's watched the game. she's We watched it as coaches. We studied it. We, she knows exactly what she wants. Shoot around is is the is the moment right before. She plays the game before the game plays. She, right. Before right. she plays the game. So every possession, I've never seen it. Every 100 and something possessions already accounted for in her mind and how it was going to be done. Mm-hmm. So the details of what we're going to do and how we're going to defend, that's just the test run. Like if you had a Broadway show, it's the, it's, it's, the, it's the show before the show. So when the show comes, it's easy. And you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being so honest. It, I it. I, I, people don't understand it. Like, to right. people, it they don't something. get it, yep. but it makes sense because by the time the show comes, there's already, we should be able. Like, I remember like being in school, like, oh, I'm so glad we have a game today because, whew. I ain't ready to practice <laughs> because she made practice. You know, she made practice so hard that the games were, we're ready, and yeah. that's what made Coach special. So you talked about if, don't tell her, tell her your dreams because she's gonna make you make them come true. Oh, what are sure. your what are your dreams for your future in this business? <sighs> you know, honestly, I came here. When she asked me to come, I just wanted to win a national championship with her or build her program and let coach go out on top. And to be to be able to experience the thousand win was like, whoa. And to see fame, like Slippery Rock, Cheney, yeah. Iowa, and Rutgers all come. I was like, wow. You know, you're standing. I can only wish I can get a glimpse of that. <laughs> I know. Um, so hopefully I become a head coach again, you know, if God willing. And just continue to grow this game that I love. You know, I really truly love this sport. I, I'm I've been given a blessing to to work with Coach Eatman and, and Michelle Edwards, and I just got a great staff. So for me, I just want to continue to grow, become a head coach, and hopefully I could do a little bit of something like what Coach Springer did for me, mm-hmm. but for the for the next generation. I also want to touch on because she's done so much for the game. And just in general, mm-hmm. but we also have to remember she's she did this as an African American woman in mm-hmm. a time when things were against people of color. When you there were obstacles that she had to overcome that other coaches didn't have to deal with. And so, what has that meant to you in terms of um, the just how she has paved the way and how she has handled? that kind of adversity and what that means for you as a woman of color? Well, I think, like I said, when she came to my house, I was 16 years old. She was everything I wanted to be. Like, you're talking about prestige, stature, well-spoken, put together. She was everything I would like and would like to be in the future. You know, you're talking about somebody that's, you know, the face of women's basketball at that time. And there wasn't, like I said, it was only her. So all those things that she continued to do was like, well, I want to be like her. So if it wasn't my mother, because I thought my mother was probably the best thing ever. That was the closest thing I can get to my mother, because my mother represents strength, perseverance, resilience, 
wisdom, courage, and hard work. I mean, that sounds like, and that's what Coach Springer did. And to see her manage her, who she is, and how she carried herself, is what I would love to become. And so when you see Dawn Stalin, you see, you, you see Dawn, you see Delisha Milton, you see all these Kyra, and you see Yolette, and you see all these other coaches across the country, Joni, Joni and Chelsea, and, and you talk about Jolette Law. It's just that we're standing on her shoulders because she showed us how it can be done and how it should be done mm-hmm. every day. You know, be able to, to be warm and be demanding, but yet expectations, and but yet don't pull no punches. This is... I have never seen anybody pull a balancing act like she does, and she does it every day, every day, and 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 be able to close out the noise and stay focused. Because I can only imagine how, how I, the noise. You can't do this. Why are you doing this? And she has a way to just tune it out and stay focused. I get that every day. And I say I sound like a groupie, but I get it. And I'm like, come I'm on, coach. And I don't work with her. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think you know it's because you you know greatness when you see it. Yeah. Right? You are truly blessed to be around that type of excellence every single day. Yeah. And so you know, there's that saying: you become like the people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. So you know, what a gift, really! What a gift to be in the presence of, of that kind of mindset, that kind of caring person and, excuse me, and to just continue to grow. And, and that is just, she's just going to continue to feed and, and, and nurture and, you know, and lift you up and encourage. And, and that's really who she is, Um, you know, and she does it through the tool of basketball. Yes. That's it. And I, it's amazing. I mean, it's crazy because she's like, what do you want to become? What do you aspire to be? And you're like, I want to, okay, get ready to work. But get ready to work. It, it, nothing is given. Okay. Everything is earned. And so if you want to be cheered on for what you're supposed to do, this is not the place. This is not the place. If you want to get, I came to work on time and I work, don't come here. <laughs> don't come here. But if you are saying, listen, I'm committed to excellence and I wanted to, I, I, you know, I want to see what it looks like on the other side. I get it. Like, I understand why Kobe's Kobe, because I work with one every day. I know why Michael's Michael, because I work with one every day. It's the level, the persistence, the the, 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 the the hard work, the attention to details, to be able to tune out the noise and just continue to just take yourself every day. It's like a trance sometimes when you're a coach, because you're like, wow, I didn't even see that. Okay, oh, another layer, oh, another layer. She just takes you octaves and octaves to the next level. I have to ask you this because in a season, which has been so crazy with, with COVID and, and all of the protocols and, you know, the, the shutdowns and the games that are canceled or postponed and practices and just a lot of uncertainty in the last year, you know, especially last year because y'all didn't get to play in your Big Ten tournament. There was no NCAA tournament. So how have you navigated through all of that how how have you guys worked together and and what was what did you see maybe early on from your athletes that because everybody was going through this together and it was all different right so what were some of the challenges maybe that you saw probably more so mentally than anything I think how have you adjusted and handled that throughout this year first of all coach is a champ 
I mean, the way she handled that and safety matters first for her. It was all about safety. She didn't care about the ball bouncing. She was trying to make sure that she knew that she had somebody's daughter and she wanted to make sure that that daughter or who is she, whoever the manager, whoever that was in her hand, her care was taken care of. So when we shut down, coach got us to read this book from John Wooden, the leadership, the seven, the John Wooden books. We read that this summer. So we had read, we read that like once a week or twice a week and she made the kids read it and just talked about all the things that happened so we can be, you know, prepared. And she didn't bring nobody back over the summer. She made sure everybody stayed safe with their family. And she was just like every day. And, you know, because I end up, you know, I don't know how coach did it, but coach came to work every day, never, never wavered, never wilted, just say, okay, let's do everything that we need to do. Let's be safe. Make sure the kids are good. Let's talk to the kids. Let's read this book together. She has a quote with them every day. She asks them about life lessons every day. So she pours in daily and come to work. Now, now coach is amazing because, you know, our practice, and I'm going to be honest with everybody, you know, our practice are three, four hours every day. Coach don't use the bad coaches. Just own it. It's in those four hours, three and a half hours, she is, I've never seen nothing like that. And I think the will and, and determination and the mental that she pours into our student athletes are just unmatched. And like I said, and then she transitioned. I said, how your mama doing? You all right? How you doing? <laughs> so she, she, she's just, she's unbelievable. Yeah. So that sounds like that, because you had the foundation of that routine that, you know, she just did as much as possible to try and, and maintain routine. And I think that's so important, especially for athletes, because we're creatures of habit and we're creatures of routine and being around each other. And so um, I was just curious because everybody's handled that differently. And it yeah. has been, it's been a year of more mental and emotional taxing than physical. Well, you know, we shut down for a while, you know, we, we didn't play for like 35 days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for some people, you know, we had, you know, we, we shut down and coach came to work every day. But what, and, and, and when I tell you she plays the hand that she's dealt with and she plays it to win. So whoever showed up for practice that day is who practiced and got better. Yeah. And it's, so this is just a result of all the work that she continued to do in the past. It's like, okay, we got three people today. We're going to watch film. We got four people today. We're going to get better doing this. And, and the way to be able to touch base and navigate through this to get us where we at now is just remarkable because this is just a result. When other everybody was, she was like, "No, we got this. We got this. We don't. We coming back to work. Come on, we got this. Come on, you know, put your hard hats on. We gonna be okay." But listen, safety first. Yeah, safety first. Make sure everybody was good. Everybody went through it, and you know. So, and but I commend our athletic department, Pat Hobbs, Sarah, and everybody else. Coach Eatman, come on, Coach Edwards. I mean, they have been unbelievable. So, we have a good group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And y'all are on a roll right now. (laughs) (laughs) Super humble about it, actually, you know, super humble. Just taking one day at a time. What's the uh, ultimate, you know, what do you see for this group, really? I mean, it's been a year like no other, and you're you're getting, you know, we're almost into March. Yeah. And you're you're starting to really peak, as they say, at the right time. So what does... What does what do you hope for this team for the rest of this season? I think coach said it best. Coach says it best. Yes. The best team on that day. 
And if we continue to be that best team on that day, I think great things are going to happen for us. We have some special talent. We have some special ladies on this team. And to watch them grow and develop every day, John Diamond Johnson, Arella Grantees, Takia Mack, and Ty Singleton, and the young people that's coming in, is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the name of this podcast is Too Much Grit to Quit. So I ask every guest that. When you hear the word grit, what does it mean to you? Toughness, relentless, perseverance, courage. That's what it means. Who exemplifies that? <sighs> Co-stringer, of course. My mother. God bless her soul. And um, this team. Because... Mm-hmm. For them to be able to do what they've been able to do during this pandemic and come to work and push themselves and challenge themselves, and it has not been easy for any student athlete across the country, I think this team showed that every day. So I'm proud of this team. What would you say to someone, let's say hypothetically it's one of your athletes or somebody that's going to listen to this podcast and, and they're, they're in a place and they're just really struggling with life with with feeling like they're going to get through this or with feeling like um things just aren't going the way i want them to coach what's your advice oh, first and foremost i'm going to say pray mm. <laughs> i think i think a lot of people don't know that coach does talks talks to god a lot you know coach talks to god and she talks about god a lot with us and in, in, in her own sense is is something bigger than us and I think because when you realize there's something bigger than us, it gives you strength to, to, to move on and to get through it. And um, <clears throat> a lot of days will be better. You just have to push. And everything you, you go through in life is just it's part of the process. It's part of the journey. And be able to give yourself grace while you go through this journey. And I think that's what Coach does every day. She gives us grace as, she, as we continue to grow with her, as this team grow with her, grace. I think a lot of people don't understand that. And give yourself grace, even when it's dark. It's not always going to be like that. And it's okay. It's okay. It, it does get dark. I, I don't know why people act like it doesn't. It gets dark. It gets hard. It gets to a point that you say, I don't want to do this anymore. But I think that's when the people around you, with the power of prayer and people that pour into you, that's when you can pull on those those moments to get you to the next, you know, to that next moment, to that next moment, to that next moment. So grace, I believe, is 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 big right now this year, and I'm just thankful. Couldn't I? I I can't imagine saying anything any better than that. You you hit the nail on the head. I am so thankful for you that you took your time time out of your busy schedule to to just you know, pour into anyone that's listening here today. And I just so appreciate you and everything that you're doing and everything that you will do for the young women um, in this sport. So thanks for being with me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. That's a wrap for this edition of Too Much Grit to Quit on Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Shelly Till. Please join me again the next time and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.